Hey, in today's English lesson, I'm going to teach you five English expressions that will help you speak English with more confidence and sound more like a native English speaker. Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. All right, the very first English expression is to hit the nail on the head to hit the nail on the head. Now this just means to be exactly right about something. Again, to be exactly right about something. For example, yesterday, true story, I was helping my niece out with her project. She had a project that she needed to complete for school. And the project involved lots of calculations. So I asked her a few times, Hey baby, can you calculate this? Tell me what this number multiplied by this number is. And my niece was able to give me the exact numbers. So when she gave me the exact correct and right answer, I said, you hit the nail on the head. You got it exactly right. Makes sense, doesn't it? All right, let me give you some example sentences, all right? Here's sentence number one, right here. Sam hit the nail on the head when he said that the company needs to invest more in marketing. Sam got it exactly right. That's what we need to do. Again, Sam hit the nail on the head when he said that the company needs to invest more in marketing. Now, sentence number two, Mary's analysis was spot on. Her boss said that she really hit the nail on the head. Wow, Mary, that's exactly right. That's exactly what we need to do. Your analysis, you hit the nail on the head with your analysis. You got it? All right, sentence number three, the coach's comments hit the nail on the head about what the team needs to improve before the next game. The coach made the correct assessment, the correct analysis. He was exactly right. This is what the team needs to do. So one more time, the coach's comments hit the nail on the head about what the team needs to improve before the next game. You got it? All right, now let's move on to the second English expression. The second expression is to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Again, to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Now, this just means to believe someone's statement without proof because you think they deserve to be trusted. Perfect example. I am your English teacher. I love helping you achieve each and every one of your English goals. And you've probably been with me for a while, or if it's your first time, welcome. So happy to be your English teacher now, but now you started to trust me, right? You've watched multiple English lessons from other English teachers and they are amazing. And maybe they help you with other parts of the English language. And then you come to my English lessons and you're like, man, I like teacher Tiffany. I like her lessons so much so that when I come out with a new lesson, you automatically give me the benefit of the doubt. 
you automatically trust what I am teaching you because of my past lessons, because of how my past lessons helped you improve your English. You give me the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I see it. Yes. Again, to believe someone's statement without proof. You believe what I'm teaching you. You haven't went to Google to check if this is the exact definition, but you believe what I'm teaching you because of my past English lessons. You think that I deserve to be trusted. In other words, you give me the benefit of the doubt. That makes sense. Doesn't it? Good. You're so smart. All right. Here's the first example sentence. Even though I didn't see him do it, I'll give Michael the benefit of the doubt and assume he didn't steal her wallet. I'll trust him. I don't have any proof, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Good. Now this honestly is an expression that native English speakers use on a regular basis. And when you start using it, man, Americans, even British people, people that speak English as their native language will be impressed with your English. So please start using it. Here's the other example sentence. Michelle was late for the meeting, but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and assume she had a good reason. Michelle was late for the meeting, but Hey, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and assume she had a good reason. The third example sentence, the teacher gave the students the benefit of the doubt and didn't punish them for not having their homework. All right, guys, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and I won't punish you for not having your homework ready. Makes sense, right? In English, once again, we say, give someone the benefit of the doubt. All right. Makes sense. Good. Let's move on to expression. Number three, another good one to be on the same page, to be on the same page. Now this just means to have the same understanding or agreement about something to have the same understanding or agreement about something. Now the students that uh, follow me, so I have an Academy again, you're welcome to join. All you have to do. Let me show you very quickly. If you're watching this video, if you'd like to join my Academy and be a part of our family, all you have to do is go to www.dailyenglishlessons.com www.dailyenglishlessons.com. Now the students that are with me, part of our family, they hear me say this all the time. Are we on the same page? Does everyone understand so much so that now our family members, the other students in the Academy use it so naturally. Again, it just means to understand, to be in agreement. Hey, we're on the same page. We are thinking in the same way. In English, we say we are on the same page, a very commonly used expression. So here are some example sentences. Here we go. Sentence number one, we need to make sure everyone is on the same page before we start the next project. Makes sense. You got it. Here we go. Sentence number two, the finance team had a meeting to discuss their goals and make sure they were all on the same page. Are we all agreeing on this? Do we all believe the same thing? Are we all on the same page. And now sentence number three, 
The couple had a disagreement yesterday, but now they are on the same page about the future of their relationship. Yesterday they weren't agreeing, but now, Hey, they agree. They are on the same page. You got it. Excellent. Excellent. Now the fourth expression is really a good one as well to have a change of heart. Once again, to have a change of heart. Now this just means to change one's mind or opinion about something to change one's mind or opinion about something. I remember when I went to South Korea and I've told this story before during story time. Hey, don't worry. Story time is coming at the end. So don't go anywhere. But when I first went to South Korea, I had what is known as tteokbokki. Tteokbokki is basically a rice cake that they make and it's a certain shape and they put this sweet spicy sauce on it. But when I first went to Korea, I didn't like it. It didn't match my taste buds. It was something new, but I eventually had a change of heart. Now I love it. By the time I finished my 10 years in Korea, I loved it. I had a change of heart. My taste buds changed. I started to desire it more again to change one's mind or opinion about something in the beginning. It wasn't delicious to me. Now it is delicious. Makes sense, right? To have a change of heart. Here's the first example sentence. The first time I went to the new restaurant, I didn't like it, but after trying it again, I had a change of heart. I realized, Oh, this food is good. I had a change of heart. Now here's sentence number two. The young politician had a change of heart about his stance on climate change after seeing the effects firsthand. He saw what climate change was doing. He had a change of heart. He changed his mind. And finally, the customer had a change of heart and decided to buy the more expensive purse. Initially she was going to buy the cheaper purse, but she decided to purchase the expensive one. She had a change of heart. Make sense. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Now expression number five, another important one to be in the same boat, to be in the same boat. Now this just means to be in the same difficult situation as someone else to be in the same difficult situation. We're both struggling. We're both having a hard time. For example, I remember when I was back in college having to prepare for a final exam, a difficult exam, studying late into the night, waking up early to review, but myself and my other classmates, we were in the same boat. We were all struggling to study, to make sure we passed the exam. We were in the same boat again, to be in the same difficult situation as someone else. Make sense. You got it. You got it. Here's an example sentence. Number one, it is important to remember that we're all in the same boat. We're all experiencing the same difficulties. We're all in the same boat. Next sentence. Number two, 
The employees were all worried about losing their jobs. So they were in the same boat. You got it, right? Excellent. And finally, the passengers on the delayed flight were all in the same boat. They were all going to be late for their next flight or to get to their next destination. They were all in the same boat. Make sense? All right, excellent. Today you learned five very, very important English expressions that will help you speak English with more confidence and sound like a native English speaker. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll talk to you in the next lesson. You still there? <laughs> you know what time it is. It's story time. Hey, I said it's story time. All right. Today, I want to tell you a story about one of my teachers. This teacher was my fourth grade teacher. Her name was Miss Mann. Miss Mann, if you're watching, hey, Miss Mann. Now, when I was in fourth grade, I'm still friends with everyone that I was in school with when I was in fourth grade. And we were a very close knit class. We were very close. We had fun together. We studied together. We were a good class. But that year we had many different teachers because unfortunately our original teacher got extremely sick. So we had lots of substitute teachers. And then we finally got our permanent teacher, Miss Mann. Now when Miss Mann walked in the door, we were in fourth grade, but even though we were in fourth grade, she looked small to us. She was a shorter lady and she walked in the door and we were like, who's this lady? We said it, of course, to ourselves. We were whispering like, who's she? She walked in, but there was something about her. She was of small stature, but she commanded respect. And we knew as soon as she opened her mouth, Ah, uh, she was not going to be an easy teacher. <laughs> she was not an easy teacher at all. She was very strict. She had rules and we had to follow them. Now, she taught us a lot. But one thing we always said, man, this man is so strict. I remember getting in trouble. I was a good student, very smart. I had fun in class. Teachers liked me. I liked to talk and that was mainly who I was as a student, but I never really got in trouble seriously. One day, Miss Mann said, okay, everyone, I want you, as soon as you're finished with your test, I want you to put it on your desk and I want you to put your head down. So I finished my test and right before I put my head down, I looked up at the board and she said, Tiffany, come here. I was caught off guard because I hadn't said anything. And she gave me what was known as kind of as a detention. I got in trouble and I said, what happened? She said, what did I tell you to do after you put your test down? I said, you said, put your head down as well. I, she said, did you do that? I said, I just looked at the board. She said, did you put your head down immediately? I said, no, Miss Man. She said, here you go. And I sat down. I was sad because I, I thought I hadn't done anything wrong. That was how Miss Man was. If she set a rule, we had to follow it exactly. So throughout that year, <laughs> the adjective we used to describe her was strict, extremely strict. 
But when we finished her class and we moved to the fifth grade, and Miss Mann was no longer our teacher, we all came together and said, Miss Mann was strict, but she really loved us. We understood that the reason why she was so strict was because she cared about us and she knew that as kids, we had to learn discipline. So now, as a full-grown adult, years ago, thinking about Miss Mann from back in the day, whenever I see her now, I literally run to give her a hug. We love Miss Mann. So even though she was strict, we realized eventually that she loved us so much. So maybe you had a teacher like that as well, a teacher that was extremely strict, but as you got older, you realized that your teacher simply loved you a lot. Hope you enjoyed this story, and I'll talk to you in the next lesson.